everybody. I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast again. My name is Billy Wayne, and we're coming to you from Kingsport, Tennessee. And uh, again, another message. Uh, thankful for these uh, podcasts and being able to kick that off. And so we're going to start uh, uh, again today with another message that God's laid on my heart. Hope that you guys enjoy the podcast. Um, I want to pray before we get started. Father, I just ask that you'd speak to us today through your word. And God, I pray that we will be um, just, I guess, pushed uh, outside of our comfort zone today that we can hear from you and uh, and and be drawn to you, Lord, out of obedience. If we listen to your word, it changes our hearts and our lives and also uh, those around us, if we're willing to take heed to your word. And I just pray you'll speak to our hearts loudly and clearly and that we would respond to that in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, some lessons that you share are not always the easiest uh, messages to share. they sometimes hard. So I'm probably going to share with you today something that um, you don't want to hear because I know when I had uh, hear this message, it wasn't something that I wanted to hear, but was something that I needed to hear. And we're going to talk today about forgiveness. And I think if that's one thing that we all need to learn to experience is the forgiveness and not just uh, forgiveness from God, but the forgiveness of God uh, to other people. And um, just so you know, I'm not coming out of judgment uh, by any means. Um, I've had, I guess, why this is so important to me is because I battled with unforgiveness in my heart for such a long time, you know, not raised in a Christian home and, you know, just life was not easy and uh, being a believer there. And my dad, um, you know, was, wasn't a Christian at the time and he was an alcoholic and had his own issues. My mom had her own issues and, uh, five kids in our family. It was just crazy and chaotic place to be. And my faith came out of a lot of, um, just trials and tribulations, I guess. And and I thank God for those trials now, but when you're going through them, you don't really understand why you have to be there. And I'm, I'm, rem- I'm reminded in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 that we should comfort those with the comfort we've been comforted with. And so I believe, that, as I've said many times, people that don't have problems are just plain boring. And uh, let me put it this way. I've not had a boring life because when we go through things, um, it, God trusts us in those situations, I think. And Sometimes we botch it, and if we're not going willing, if we're not willing to learn the lessons that God's trying to teach us, then oftentimes we're not able to pass that on to other people. So, oftentimes in the middle of the trial or struggle, I'll ask God, please, please show me what it is trying to teach me, because I don't want to have to come back to this place again. So, uh, try to learn the lesson. And so today, an insight, and again, insight in this um, particular meaning, uh, as we call this podcast insight. It's not insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, as in insight to God's Word. We hope we give that always, but to insight really kind of charge you up and get about it. We have a lot of lazy Christians that just don't want to do the work. You know, works righteousness does not get us into the kingdom of God. It's by the blood of Christ and Him dying for us by all means, but uh, so our salvation costs us absolutely nothing. It's a free gift of God. Praise Jesus for that. However, to walk in obedience to Christ may cost us absolutely everything. And one of those things is um, letting go of of, un- of bitterness and, and unforgiveness in our lives and to find that peace. I want to uh, read a passage of Scripture in Matthew chapter 6 and kind of challenge you a little bit. Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 5, it says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, 
For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you've shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things that you need of before you even ask Him. In this manner, therefore, you should pray. And He gives us this prayer. Again, Matthew chapter 6, and the prayer begins around verse 9. In this manner, therefore, you pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We know that is the Lord's Prayer. And it goes on to say this in verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So look at this passage of Scripture. It's uh, it's not something we want to hear. Like I said, I'm going to share something today you may not want to hear, but something we all need to hear. And um, forgiveness, by the way, is, is basically letting go of sin, releasing as the old, um, well, it's not, well, it's pretty old now. <laughs> um, we know the, the big Disney musical with the song, of course, Let It Go. Let it go, let it go. And we need to do that in our lives. We want to hold on to things. And one of the things that rob uh, that robs um, many Christians of their walk of faith is this thing of unforgiveness. And we want to hold on to things. And listen, I'm not going to try to downplay the fact that some of you have been physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually abused or psychologically uh, hurt in some form or fashion. We, we all have that in our lives in some degree, uh, some area of that, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, sexual, psychological. We've all been hurt by somebody because it's human nature. Uh, to uh, hurt others or maybe, and I've always said this, hurting people hurt other people. Um, we had a lot of dogs when we were growing up as kids, different times in our lives, different puppies. And, of course, um, we we had a couple, we lived on a road, they'd get hit by a car, break their leg or whatever. You'd try to reach out to pet them because you're trying to hurt them. They'd about rip your hand off. And part of it is, you know, hurting people, that hurt thing doesn't know that you're trying to help it sometimes, and it'll rip you apart, you know, come right back at you. Hurting people are like a puppy that's been hurt, you know. They'll sometimes um, snap at you and snap at the ones they love the most or even try to be there for them uh, because they're so they're so hurt. And I think, again, hurting people hurt people. So hurt people hurt people. And uh, and sometimes I think we got to realize it is our obligation as believers um, to break that cycle of unforgiveness or things in our past. There's a lot of things that are handed down through generations that we hold on to and lies and prejudices and all kinds of things and bitterness and anger. And, uh, it, and it can, it can just fester and it can, what it says, a uh, uh, be careful lest a seed of bitterness spring up in you and defile many. And so we've got to guard our hearts. According to Hebrews, that seed of bitterness, because somebody's hurt you, it's one thing to say, well, you know, I've got some little animosity or my feelings are hurt, but then that seed can grow into this big, massive thing that takes over your life and absolutely destroys the joy in your life. And 
really destroys your life, period, if you're not careful. So seeds of uh, bitterness and unforgiveness can wipe you out. So forgiveness is learning to let go of that. And I'll be honest with you, in our humanness, we can't always do that. But looking at this passage of Scripture, it challenges us a little bit. One of the greatest human needs is a need to be forgiven. Everybody wants to be forgiven. Uh, if you've hurt, you would love to hear a person say, you know, um, um, I forgive you, or some of the sweetest words is to say, I'm sorry. I remember having so many siblings in our family. You fought constantly. Um, sometimes it was fun, and, and there's other times that, you know, we could hurt each other. Um, and so I can remember oftentimes your parents will say to you, okay, y'all need to make up, shake hands, and tell each other that you love them. Of course, they say, well, I'm sorry. And you're doing it with such bitterness. I'm sorry, because you're made to do it. And I'm not sure that's true true forgiveness or not uh, when you're asking for that but to be broken in your spirit and truly want that even if you can't get on the page emotionally at that moment it's more of um, that love word that action word we see in first corinthians 13 says love is patient love is kind it is not self-seeking keeps no record of wrong so forth and so on and that's what we're talking about is learning to not keep the record of wrongs and learning to forgive past the pain. And so one of the greatest human needs, again, is to be forgiven. The greatest act of um, selflessness is to forgive. I mean, uh, when you're uh, selfless and um, and so I just want to say to you, uh, be selfless, not selfish. You be the one to forgive. I often say that people, um, Lord, you know, I do a lot of marriage counseling. A lot of people, they, they'll be arguing, they'll be fighting and in uh, the family or, or even siblings sometimes. And I'll say the one who wins the argument is not one who yells the loudest or hits the hardest. It's literally the first one who steps off their prideful horse and says, I'm sorry. That's the winner of that argument is the one who says, you know, I was wrong. I shouldn't have hurt you. And it, it's a pride thing, guys. The reason why we don't forgive is because we have so much arrogance and pride in our life. So we got to learn to forgive, and that's one of the greatest human needs right now. That's why our country is in such a mess. People don't want to forgive. We don't forgive our past. We don't forgive what we're going through now, and we, we, we just want to keep stay angry. We have a very angry world right now, and we have a huge responsibility to show the world the love of Jesus and the act of forgiveness. Uh, oftentimes, I have to think about what Jesus has forgiven me for, uh, and then if I do that, it makes me— Make it easier, I guess. It makes it easier for me to forgive other people. When I start looking at my own life and realizing, you know, there are things about me. God knows everything. There's things about me people would never know. And God's had to forgive me for a lot of things. And so who am I not to forgive my brother or my sister or my mom or my dad or my cousin or my coworker or the person that hurt me when I was a child or whatever um, when I realize what God had to forgive me for? Nothing goes unredeemed, even the hardest times in our life and the greatest hurts. It doesn't go unredeemed. God will use every bit of that pain and, and, and things we've gone through for His glory. And so sometimes, though, to get there, we have to learn to forgive. Looking at this passage of Scripture, I want to just uh, share some things that the Lord laid on my heart. Um, <clears throat> forgiveness. Uh, I look, what does forgiveness do? It does some pretty incredible things in our life. And I've listed uh, just three things that I know it's done for me. So this is from personal experience. Number one, forgiveness, it forgets our past. You know, verse 12 is beautiful when it says, 
um, you know, give us this day our daily bread, verse 12 says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, we look at this, um, you know, that picture of that arrogance that we see in that uh, verses five on when it talks about, um, don't be like the hypocrites that stand in the synagogues and pray on the corner so everybody can see them. But he says, but, you know, they've got their reward already, but go to your private room, that secret place. And it can only begin in the secret place where we're willing to tell the Lord and that honest truth with him um, and to be flat honest before the Lord. Um, um, that's what we've got to do uh, is to be is, is that honesty. Uh, and that's the only way that we can be forgiven is to be flat honest in that secret place with him. Uh, if we go through our lives and say, well, I'm not bitter. Everything is good. I, I've forgiven. I remember going, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. There's a lot of hurt. My dad was an abusive alcoholic. Like I said, at, time, at times it was really rough being at home. And my mom looked for love in all the wrong places, and they were not very faithful to each other at times. It was just a kind of a hot mess to grow up in and a lot of of things. And I had I developed a, quite a bit of bitterness toward my family and and to think that God had trusted me in that situation to show them the love of Jesus. And I'll be honest with you, I failed miserably because I was so um, angry. And I felt that, you know, they they needed to apologize to me. And, you know, they needed to fix it. And they needed to fix it. And one day in my walk of faith, God broke me in that secret place and uh, said, you know, they're bitter um, because you're, you're bitter. And they can't see me because you're so full of yourself. And that hypocrites standing on the corner out sharing Jesus with the world, but it was really hard to love my own family because of the things I was holding on to. And so I got honest with God in that secret place. Uh, so at this forgetting our past is important. Forgiveness is forgetting our past. And I had to look at that and say, God, I cannot hold to the plow and look back, as Scripture says, or I would not be fit for the kingdom, service in the kingdom of God. So I had to say, okay, this is not going to hold over me. But you can't make yourself forgive sometimes. I mean, it's like if you want to, you really, really want to, but you don't know how. So my prayer with with God was quite honest. God, I hate them. And I was remember screaming out to God, just, I hate them, I hate them. But God, I know that that's not what Jesus wants for my life. So I'm going to ask you, would you teach me to forgive? Would you teach me the love of Christ? Would you fill my heart with the love of God the way he loved me unconditionally. I can't love them, but Jesus, can you love them through me and give me a new heart? And so looking at those past things in my life, I realized I had to kind of look at that and say, um, you know, first of all, I had to look at myself and realize I wasn't the perfect son. And so it took the letters of, will you forgive me for not being the son that I needed to be? And I hope someday you'll see Jesus. And so I had to take ownership of the things that I was doing wrong in order for forgiveness to come. And but I, and I'd go to the altar before that and pray, Lord, you know, forgive them. Lord Jesus, uh, uh, forgive me. And, um, and I'd, I'd say, Lord, just save them, change their lives. And, and I really did it selfishly because I wanted my life to be easier. And, um, and it really wasn't because I wanted them to go to heaven because I thought if these horrible people go to heaven, it will not be heaven. And, uh, and so the Lord worked on me and he, he broke my heart one day and he said, if you, you know, you got to be honest with me. So that's when I went to the Lord and said, I hate them. I'm not going to lie about it anymore or pretend I, you know, I love them, but I hate what they've done. I literally hated them. And I didn't want to be that way. And that honesty before God is where forgiveness began. So one thing I want to tell you about your past, you can't keep sugarcoating it. You really need to go to God with it. Be very honest 
if it's somebody's molested you, hurt you, abused you, say, God, I, I mean, I'm so bitter and I'm so angry, but this is not your will for my life. And you're going to have to teach me love. So I didn't wake up and loving them the next day, of course, when I prayed that prayer. But Lord taught me a thing called compassion. And I began to feel sorry for them and realize they were the way they were the things in their life and the bitterness that they had and their actions because they had been hurt too. And all of a sudden I felt sorry for them. I kept thinking if they just knew Jesus, they would be different. And so God began to work that miracle forgiveness. So forget forgiveness forgets our past and what it does, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It says, you know what it does? It releases people. And I think sometimes the reason why we can't forgive is because we have these expectations for our husband, our wife, our children, our parents, our grandparents, a teacher, uh, a spiritual leader, that, you know, they're, they're, this is the way they're supposed to be. You know, I had that view of my dad. You know, he's got to be Charles Ingalls, the perfect, you know, Little House on the Prairie daddy. That's, And my dad wasn't that person. And so um, I think sometimes we have these expectations for people to be superhuman or something that they're really not. And so then comes a lot of disappointment and discouragement when it doesn't work out the way that we think it should work out. And so I think we just place upon people this perfection. And I think what you have to do is realize that these people are human and they struggle the same way you do. They live in the same world you do. And to realize that they have their own hurts and pains that they're bringing to the table and into your life and, uh, and that you have to maybe look from their perspective. So I started really feeling sorry and having a heart of compassion in order to forgive and get over my past. And so we need to release people. When you release people, you release pain. So that's all about your past is let go of the pain. And, um, and we have a lot of people thinking about suicide, depression, running drugs, alcohol, these things, the dead and pain from their past. But the reality is just deal with it. And some people want to go over psycho uh, analyze, analyze it and overanalyze it and saying, you know, well, I need to work through all these. And I believe that, I guess, but I just went to God and said, this is how I feel. It's not right. This is what your word says that I should love people and I should show them the love of Christ. I can't do that on my own. Change my heart. And we got to remember something. There's power in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who lives in you. And he en enables you and empowers you to love and forgive very unlovable, unforgiving people. And he gives you a whole different perspective, and he's able to change your heart. And God can't change other people's hearts until he changes yours. So you begin to pray, God, change me. That is something, like I said, you didn't, may not want to hear today. And it's easy for you to sit back. You don't know what I've been through. My parents this and this, this, and I was sexually molested or... And we can use all these things as excuses, or we can get down and dirty with God and say, regardless, your word says that I can't be bitter and have hatred in my heart. And how can I love God whom I've never seen if I can't love my brother whom I do see? And so God has to change us. And so my prayer is that uh, you'll understand that how powerful forgiveness can be. Uh, it forgets your past, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I don't remember the things that my parents did that may not have been right. But the record of it, I don't keep it in my heart. And I don't keep shoving it up in their faces. And I don't, you know, I've, I want to let that go. You can't forget some of the things you've been through in your past, but you can forgive it. And it's like, I'm not going to hold that against a person. You know, people can change the power of Christ, but they're not going to change if we're not going to extend love and forgiveness first sometimes. So forget it forgets our past. What? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And notice what those words say. 
forgive us our trespasses, our debts, as we forgive those who trespass. Or my friend would say, my little kid was this little kid was praying as, as those for who who dead upon us. It's almost the same thing. So, for you know, to to forgive that, you know, it says, forgive us our debts as the word as means like, and we know that from the English language. So forgive us our debts like we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Do we really want God to forgive us in the same way like we forgive others? I don't think so. So we got to be careful when we pray that prayer, Lord, forgive me as I forgive others, because sometimes that's exactly what happens if you go on to read uh, verses uh, 14 and 15. We'll look at that in a minute. Um, but basically, you know, we've got to understand um, that we can't, you know, God's going to forgive us in the same way that we forgive others or like we forgive others as we forgive others in that process. So I don't want to be one of those. I want to I want to forgive as Christ forgave, not just in the way that, you know, that I, I, I forgive others. I want Christ to f- teach me how to forgive like he forgives. So forgiveness, it forgets our past, number one. Number two, it fixes our relationships, forgets our past, and then fixes our relationships. Verses 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive men of their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now that is loaded. And basically it's saying, if you forgive men, then your Father will forgive you in heaven, right? But if you don't forgive men, your Father's not going to forgive you. So sometimes we come to the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. And God says, well, I will, but when are you going to start forgiving your brother? And so again, it's if we can't love that person, and let me tell you, people are unlovable. My dad was a very unlovable, cruel, harsh, mean, physically, emotionally, and mentally. He just ripped me. I was the oldest boy, tried to stand between him and my mom to protect that. Oftentimes uh, took the blows of a lot of things and and the arguments, and my mom, and even with her mom, dad divorced, then I got the trash to protect the kids. I got all that stuff to, to be that filter, so they didn't get it all. So there was a lot of stuff that I had to put up with and listen to, and I had a lot of bitterness in my relationship with others. But when we learn to forgive, it fixes that. When I learned to forgive as Christ forgave me, um, this talks about our fixes our relationships. What kind? It fixes our relationships with God, first of all. The greatest act of forgiveness before was when God forgave me. See, I have a lot of sin in my life, just like you. We're all sinners. And so the greatest need in our life is to be forgiven. So for me to be in a right relationship with God, I've got to admit where I was wrong, where I failed, and where, you know, and take the weight of my sin and own it and not give excuses for it. Well, because of this, this is the way that I am. If you're that way, listen, you're never going to grow. You're never going to get past your past. But you've got to look at it and say, I am the way I am because I choose to be. Regardless of what's happened to me, I can rise above that and I cannot use this stuff as an excuse for my bitterness, my anger, or my attitude or whatever. So um, it fixes my relationship with the Lord. When I got, when I got uh, forgiven by God at the foot of the cross, I came into a right relationship with God. It made that right. Before that, things between me and God were not right. And a lot of people will avoid God because they, they're not right. You know, but well, won't they come to church? Man, I want my friends to come to church. And I oftentimes say, they're not going to come there because you're there. 
they see that you're still bitter and angry. Why would they want a God? How could they believe a God could forgive them when you're not willing to? Or why would they show up at a place where they're going to be judged and and or they see what God's done for you? And if you listen, we got to find ourselves on our knees first to making our relationship right with God. And I'll tell you this: without Jesus, you can't forgive people. Your relationships with people. It's going to be very difficult to make those right without the love of God because God's love is unconditional. It's not based on what I've done or what I've done or how mean I've been or, you know, God loves me, period. Thank God Almighty for that. And so when we have that relationship right with Jesus, we're right with God, uh, then and only then can we go out and be able to have right relationships with others. So try to do that on your own, and you'll see what happens. Sure, we can forgive, and we can try to move past those things, but it's still inside of us. And a lot of times it's because we've never forgiven ourselves. And we can, we've got to be in that right relationship with the Lord and with people. So forgiveness fixes our relationships with God and with others. And it says that, you know, how you know if, if you forgive your brother, then God in heaven forgive you. If you don't forgive your brother, God won't forgive you. So it, it this unforgiveness just messes up everything with you and God and you and others. Unforgiveness will rob you of everything in your life. And you'll be a bitter, hateful old person that nobody wants to talk to or listen to. So we got to be careful with that. So forgiveness forgets our past. It fixes our relationships. And number three, it frees our hearts. And that's so important. There's nothing like having freedom in your life. Verse 12, we'll go back to that again. It says it says this in verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. There's something about being able to forgive people that frees us. Okay, and I want to say this to you. It's very important. Um, well, uh, and it, it kind of goes along with with this, if we look in Matthew, Matthew's full of uh, being willing to forgive and, and let go. But um, And I want to go and read this to you. Uh, and this is Matthew chapter 18. And I use this scripture oftentimes. It's so important. Um, and and there's, a, there's a way to do it. Matthew 18, chapter, eight, chapter 18, verse 15. It says... Uh, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you've gained a brother. But if he will not hear you, he says, take uh, with you one or two more witnesses, uh, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be like a heathen and a tax collector. In other words, then you've got to let it go. I mean, just let it be on the outskirts and let it go. You can't fix everything with people. And I want to say this with that being said. You know, if somebody has hurt you, you're going to find it. Some people say, Bill, I didn't know if you're mad at me about such as I said. You won't ever have to question that. If I'm upset with you, I'm going to come straight to you and I'm going to talk to you about it. Because I can't stand to think that somebody has something against me and I sure don't want to have something against somebody else. So oftentimes I have to go, look, I need to talk to you. It really made me upset when you did such and such and such and such. You know, and I want you to know that it was on my part, and I ask you to forgive me because I've held that against you, and or whatever. And I want people, to, and or I've seen you, you know, I see you have odd against me. Something's going on. What have I done? Can you tell me? Sometimes people say nothing. We're good, and they're not always honest. Uh, don't ask me that because I'm going to be flat honest with you. I learned a long time ago when I got through that bitterness and let go of that with my family, with my dad, and all that. And God worked through that with me. I, I vowed I could never be bitter again. And so I want to remind you, just don't don't be bitter again. Um, and that's going to be your choice and your option. Um, 
don't blame other people for that. You've really got to go out and and be active in this whole forgiveness thing. Um, and you can't use uh, other people as that excuse. All right. I do want to say um, in this chapter, it says, you know, if, if you go to your brother and you try to fix it, they don't want to hear it. Because oftentimes they'll just keep lashing out and can't. That With my dad, I couldn't, and my mom, I couldn't talk to them one-on-one. I wrote them letters and it was, can you forgive me for not being the son, like I said before, that I, that, you know, that I've, that I should have been. And hopefully you'll see Jesus someday and, and just forgive me if I ever hurt you. It's so hard to get to that point to admit that you could have done something wrong. And so pride is one of those things that keeps us from talking to people. So, but this, make an appointment with those people. Matthew chapter 18, go to them. Go to your brothers that sinned against you and hurt you and you let them know what's going on. And uh, make sure that you go to them and and and, and let them know. You know be be boldly, flat, uh, honest with them, and say, you know, you've hurt me. Um, you know, we need to work through this. You know, uh, it's it's so important um, that that you clear that between your brothers and, and your sisters. It's extremely important. Okay, so. Um, again, this is uh, that Matthew chapter eighteen fifteen, and sometimes it doesn't work. Take a friend with you as a witness, so that person will know. Hey, because some people turn your words around, so make sure you have somebody. If they if they don't receive it the first time, take somebody with you. Say, I want to talk to you again. This person's here, and just so they'll know. Look, I ask you to forgive me. I've hurt you, and and you know, again, some people may not want to receive that. And all you can do is do what Scripture tells you to do. But I, I promise you, I never have to usually. Go past that. Usually when you go to somebody and you ask them to forgive you and you're willing to take those, uh, you know, uh, take your ownership of what you've done, it kind of backhand uh, forces them to kind of ask you to forgive them too. And again, the first person to win, uh, to step off their high horse and ask for forgiveness is the person who wins the argument. So it frees... um, Again, forgiveness forgets our past. It fixes our relationships. This does, and that process, it frees our hearts. That goes along with Matthew eighteen fifteen through 19. What does that mean that it frees our hearts? You know, forgives our debts as we forgive others. It breaks chains. And some things are generational. Like with my dad, he was so bitter toward God and things because he had lost his father at a young age, was mad at God, and also the church who didn't come around to help during that time. And, and so he had a lot of bitterness, and he projected that all the way through his life on other people who called themselves Christians, was bitter, that he was bitter toward Christians, he was bitter toward life. And so what it ends, uh, ends up doing, it breaks that um, generational curse. And in my family, also there was a lot of drug addiction and alcohol and things like that. And I decided this is not going to happen in my family, and I'm tired of the enemy stealing anymore. So I stood up and said, no more. It's going to stop here with me. I'm going to forgive. We're going to pull out all this dirty laundry, we're going to clean it all up, and we're going to move forward. I'm not going to walk around with this on my shoulders the rest of my life, as many of my family or siblings may have just swept it under the rug and act like things were okay. And through the years, they ran to alcohol, suicidal thoughts, depression, all kinds of things, because they didn't run to Jesus. And when you run to Jesus, He doesn't want to just fix you. He wants to fix the whole situation. He'll break those generational curses. He frees your heart. And he allows you then to move forward. You're not bound by your past because you're done with it. And I want to say this just to pause for a second and talking to other people and when it comes to relationships and freeing your heart. It takes one person to forgive. One. But it takes two to reconcile. 
I would love to tell you that everybody gets reconciliation. Now we do with God when we ask God to forgive us. That brings us in reconciliation with the Lord. But we don't always get reconciliation with man because men and women are human and they don't know how to reconcile. And some don't want to. Some want to be bitter and hang on to it the rest of their life because they don't have Christ. They don't know how to forgive because they've never been forgiven or they don't understand how to get there. And so, but you know, you can still forgive somebody even if they don't want to speak to you. Now, that doesn't mean that you come up and you're best friends after that and you're chum, chummy and. Everything is, uh, listen, there's still trust that's broken, and sometimes it takes time to build that back. But you still need to forgive, and that is your choice. And I'm going to tell you something that's freeing. I, I remember going to God and saying, Lord, I'm just going to forgive them. And uh, it, what's crazy about that is people don't understand that. They don't know what to do with it because you're so kind back when they're coming at you and you just don't retaliate in any way. And uh, and they don't have any holds over you. Uh, chances are, if you're bitter towards somebody and you're angry and that vicious about, most of the time they don't even know it and they don't really care. And so all of a sudden you're bent out of shape. You're on antacids and taking your antidepressant medicine because you're so frustrated over it. And then they've gone on with their life. And it's just like, seriously, did you not? Weren't you devastated by this? And you're so frustrated. And, uh, and it's because, honestly, can I tell you, you've never really forgiven them because you're holding on to that and wanting them to be punished and feel the weight of that, you know? And if we really believe that God can bring them down, look, I step back many times and say, God, you handle it. Let vindicate me and let me walk in my integrity. I'm not going to fight that. I just want to forgive them. Now, that doesn't mean I don't say to them, hey, you hurt me. And when you hurt me, I was angry toward you, but I need to ask you to forgive me because I've hurt you. And but by being, you know, unforgiving, and I want you to know, I'm sorry if I've ever hurt you in any way whatsoever, and you fix it. But uh, if you can't do that, I'm telling you something, it'll hold over you. Um, but you can still forgive people, even when they don't forgive back. Uh, you don't always get reconciliation, but you can still get 100% forgiveness because you can let it go, as the song said earlier. Um, so, and it allows you to move forward. Again, it takes one to forgive and two to reconcile. And uh, this side of heaven, sometimes we don't get reconciliation with our brothers and our sisters in Christ because they have to want it to. Can I tell you, too, deep down inside, most every human being wants to make it right with others. They just don't know how. So guess what? Tag, you're it. You have to set the example of that forgiveness. And if you can just go back to the cross at that moment where you were forgiven, then it's easy to look at your life and realize, hey, you know what? I need to extend the same grace to somebody else that God extended to me. Believers, I'll be honest with you, we just don't have a choice but to forgive. We're commanded to do that. We're commanded to do that. We're all God's got to show the forgiveness uh, to mankind. And if we've got, we've got to learn how to do that. And it only comes through brokenness in our own lives and humility. This passage begins, as I shared earlier, about the Pharisee on the corner praying so all the world could see. Uh, and that impresses a lot of people. But it's those who go to their prayer closet, the secret place that are rawly honest with God, telling them about the bitterness and the nasty, ugly that we've seen and say, God, I can't get through it, but can you teach me to love and forgive? It's that that incredible amount of forgiveness that we experience in secret that we can bestow in public and also with friends and extend that past ourselves. Um, I want to I say this too. Don't, don't let those people who hurt you control your life. 
and they're controlling you still if something happened 20 years ago and they're still controlling your joy and your peace and your happiness because you won't forgive. Just let it go, all right? We don't have a choice as believers, like I said, and that means forgiving everyone, every time, for everything. 70 times 7. And 490 times in the same day for the same sin. And man, let's think about this. How many times did God have to forgive you of all the things? Even I promise, Lord, I won't do this again. And then you find yourself back. And God is a forgiving God who extends grace. We are his instruments to do the same. Let me ask you a question. Are you forgiven? And if you are, are you forgiving? Are you forgiving others? If you have been forgiven then you need to forgive. All right? Let it go. Release it and let God have his way in your life. I wrote this song a few years ago. I'm going to share it. and I'm going to shut up and be done with this lesson. But this is a hard lesson. And look, it's something we have to go back to constantly. But I want to share this real quickly before I share this song, that bitterness and unforgiveness toward my mom and dad when I said, God, teach me to love. And as we continue these podcasts, you'll know more about my story and... um you know, um, things that I've put in a book, but I want to share with you through these podcasts about my own personal life and how God has taught me. And I figure the things that I want to teach you are things that God's teaching me. I'm not some kind of guru by any means or the greatest teacher you're ever going to hear, but I'm going to be flat honest and raw with you about my life and what God has done. And I'm also going to hold you accountable not to let those things rob you and that you could be set free as a believer and be used of God in a mighty way. But God worked through my family, worked through my mom, my dad, and those people that I hated the most became my heroes. And God began to work a miracle forgiveness in my life and got to really lead both my parents to Christ as a result, as a result of that. And I had to, but it could never have come had I not admitted where I was wrong and where I failed, asking them to forgive me by writing those letters to them and Mother's Day cards asking them to forgive me and that maybe someday I'll be what I need to be as a son and asking them to be patient with me and never got responses from them at the beginning, but then uh, at their salvation and the times in their life, they would write me letters back. And, and of course, I took my dad on the road with me. I did as a concert music artist and he traveled with me quite a bit. And I would be able to share this story about this man who literally held a pistol uh, in my, at, at me one night and just the bitterness that had grown so much with the abuse that I was able to forgive him and uh, I got to lead him to, to Christ. I was doing a concert and my dad was standing in front of me and I got to kneel down and introduce my dad to Jesus after 27 years of prayer. We stood together and my dad became a part of our ministry and I loved to swing that spotlight around to my dad and say, that is a picture of forgiveness. And that man who I, I hated, um, and that was my enemy for years, became my best friend and my hero. And same way with my mom, God did these miracles in their life. And uh, they still weren't perfect. I was definitely not perfect. But we learned to love with the love of Jesus and God. Even they were had been remarried and everything. And that was an amazing thing. They both had spouses. They'd gone through divorces, all the junk that we went through. But they, um, my parents and step-parents became best friends my dad was a pallbearer for my stepdad's funeral, and my mom um, and my stepmother, um, very, very close. God just did a miracle of forgiveness for a whole family. 
But had I not gone to God in that secret place and got as honest as I could, God, I hate them. Teach me to love. Where would we be in that, in that cycle of unforgiveness? Same thing with siblings and people who've hurt me in my life. I've learned I've got to let that go and, and ask God to love through me because I'm not capable and you're not either. Just be honest in that secret place. And when you do, it's a miracle of God. It is an act of God. I wrote this song. I want you to listen to it. It's called Act of God. And we've gone through things. And if we can remember what God's forgiven us for, and it's easy to forgive others. I'll come back on after you hear this song. Like a wayward prodigal, my life was spent wasted. I ran from everything. I knew was right All I had to offer God Was sin and desperation He exchanged it all For everlasting life It took an act of God To change my life forever He sent His only Son bear my shame upon the cross of Christ my sins were all forgiven he came to do what only he could do to change one life it took an act of God want the world to look at me and know that there's a difference. I pray they see the Lord in all I do. If God could take a heart like mine and through His love redeem it, just think of all that He can do for you. It took an act of God To change my life forever He sent His only Son To bear my shame Upon the cross of Christ My sins were all forgiven He came to do What only He could do Change one life, it took an act of God. No man can change his blinded heart or take away my sorrows. It happened only when I heard your. It took an act of God To change my life forever He sent His only Son To bear my shame Upon the cross of 
It takes an act of God to be forgiven and thank God for that act of God that he did on the cross when he sent his son Jesus to die. Because of that, we can forgive. So um, just want to challenge you uh, to go deep with God. And again, forgiveness comes out of your honesty. It's not going to be pretending that you love everybody, but literally going to God in that secret place and screaming out to him, I'm hurt, I'm angry, uh, you know, I'm bitter, I wish people would die, whatever, but God, teach me to love like Jesus. Change my heart to the power of the Holy Spirit. And listen, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, this is going to be almost impossible because the human heart is almost incapable of letting go of everything. But let me tell you something, the heart of God can do it all. So make sure you have that right relationship with Jesus. If you don't know him, call him. Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you to save me. I'm willing to admit that my bitterness and unforgiveness is keeping me from you and from others. Just move and work in my life. It's an amazing thing what God can do. So get it right with Jesus and make it right with others. All right. Father, I thank you for this day. Again, Lord, I pray if anybody hears this podcast and they have bitterness and unforgiveness in their heart, Lord, we've all been there. Nobody needs to judge in that aspect, but it's those who want to hang on to it, Lord, that can experience freedom or peace. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you do a great work in moving that as only you can. God, I pray you'll teach us, teach us to forgive and give us the ability to do that. In our humanness, we cannot do it. So at best, we can come on, become honest with you and come clear with you about where we are and where we're not and asking you to meet us where we are and get us the place where we can be. Teach us to forgive unlovable, hurtful people as Christ had to forgive us. And may we forgive our debts as, as we forgive our debtors. And we ask you to forgive us as well as we hurt other people and, and pray that you'll teach us to have the heart of Jesus. We love you, Lord, and give you back uh, this message to pierce the hearts of uh, those who need you and want to be closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been a great. I'll catch you next time on the podcast. God bless you. Have a good one. We gotta be a witness. We gotta let the world see Jesus. We gotta tell them. We gotta let His love shine through. We have to prove the life of Christ in everything we do. Our lives are just a test. We gotta be a witness.